You're listening to Trade Entrepreneur, the show for business owners by business owners. I'm your host, David Sudworth, and welcome to this week's show. This week's episode, I'm going to talk about something which I've always found fascinating and I've kind of never really got, so I'm going to explore it um, over this episode, and that's about businesses and how they're perceived and what I think businesses are and can be if done in the, in the right way. Capitalism, for want of a better word, has, has kind of got a bad press. It didn't help much in the 1980s with things like Wall Street and films like Glen Gary, Glen Ross and The Boiler Room and all those, which had a very macho view of, of business. And it's funny because we kind of, at that time, it went to everyone's heads and you know, even now when we look on TV and we see things like The Apprentice, it's still a very macho, doggy dog kind of world. And it that's not necessarily how things are these days. Things have, have changed quite a lot. And one of the things which I think emanated from probably before the 80s, but certainly is something which took off a lot more after the 1980s is businesses as being force for good and a force for change in the world and positive change in the world. Companies like uh, Body Shop, which, you know, up until Body Shop existed, the whole debate around animal testing wasn't really mainstream. It was kind of seen as a bit of a fringe issue, whereas now it's a pretty much mainstream thing. And that just shows you how businesses can be forces for for good whether you think the following businesses are good or not is neither here nor there the point is that they are they are change makers there are those who who make the weather who set the pace companies like mcdonald's a a few weeks ago i watched a film called the founder which starred michael keaton as ray crock and now ray crock was the fella who saw what the McDonald's brothers were doing, and he saw the potential for the business. It's a fascinating film. I really implore you to watch it because there's so many lessons about life and business in that particular film. And it's very interesting because what it shows very much is that a good idea is nothing without action. And the McDonald's brothers had a fantastic idea which revolutionised the fast food industry in America first and then throughout the world. And companies like Uber. Now, Uber have had a lot of publicity in the past five years or so for the way that they operate and how they go about their business. But you can't deny the fact that certainly in major towns and cities, they've revolutionised the way people order and use taxis now. So these are businesses which didn't really wait around for anyone else to fire the starting gun they they set the pace themselves and that's what i'm looking at today because i firmly believe even you know we are a chimney sweeping company in one corner of the uk but even i believe that as a company small as we are compared to other companies we are part of the the fabric which makes up the communities we serve and therefore we can be a we can make a positive case for for change and growth. I think when it comes to business in the media, it's always seen as 
the bad bosses and, you know, people making obscene amounts of money and fat cats and all that. And that's, of course, that that does happen. There's no getting away from it. But there's also a lot of good which businesses can achieve but and they, they can create positive social change. And I firmly believe that even our business in our corner of the UK, we can be at least on a local level, we can be agents for change. Now, that might seem quite highfalutin. It's like, oh, here he goes again. Here's David pretending that he's, <laughs> he's the MD of a multi-million pound empire. It's not so much that. Even small companies, you know, you go down the high street and even small independent shops, you see that they're actually, when it comes to setting the pace, those companies can actually be the leaders in a certain field. And it's not long before you see the big boys. I keep talking about things like uh, record shops, vinyl shops particularly. They're the ones that kind of set the pace for certain types of music. And it's not long before the likes of HMV are then cottoned onto it and they do it in their own inimitable way. But the point is that the firing gun was started by the smaller independent shops. So it doesn't matter how how big you are, you can be you can be a one person band and still be an agent for change. And I think it's probably getting more important that businesses have that mission. I certainly found it when we were recruiting for staff one of the things that's probably changed, certainly from when I was looking for work, is that these days it's not not enough to offer a job. There's so many other things which feed into to it. For instance, you're tending to find that a lot of younger recruits are very much want to be aligned with a certain type of company, one that has their values and shares their values and that can be something as simple as you know do you use a certain type of product do you what's your stance on on environmental issues and and whatnot and one of the things that we're very keen to do at Mr Sutt is encourage our employees to understand that as chimney sweeps we can be massive agents for change. I was just speaking earlier today with a university undergraduate who's doing a piece on wood burners and the various legislation which has come into force in the last few years regarding fuels. And certainly this generation coming through, they are more environmentally tuned than ever before. They're attuned to the the needs to look after our world and they kind of came from the standpoint that although they were from a rural area themselves they were doing an article on on wood burning and the various government action that's taken place and I was saying to them that actually as chimney sweeps we can be agents for change we can have a positive impact on our customers by explaining how to use their appliance, what fuel to use. And by just doing our job, essentially, we can have a positive impact, not just on the customer in front of us, but also their neighbour and the person 
10 houses away or even in the next village because the information that we give to our customer in terms of how to ensure that the appliances that they have are used in the correct manner, if they don't have that information, that can have a real knock-on effect to the air quality in the local area. So by giving people that important information and allowing them to use it in a responsible way that has massive benefits not just for that customer but like i say all around the area so it's when you start to look at it like that you might think well what's a chimney sweep going on about being an agent for change well we actually are already a lot of people haven't clocked that but but we we are already so as a company we are doing that and don't get me wrong many many other companies around the area around the uk are doing exactly the same and that's great more power to all our elbows in that regard so when you've got younger employees coming in who they want a purpose they want to have work with a company that shares their same values you you can actually demonstrate fairly quickly how how your how your values and their values can meet to form quite a an effective partnership and even if it's not to do with anything to do with the government i, I talked about the likes of body shop and mcdonald's they're not companies that relied on anything other than their customers to make that change they didn't need diktats from from the government they didn't need they didn't even need to see any changing habits particularly when i watched the mcdonald's documentary the striking thing for me was that up until the point that mcdonald's started to become bigger the fast food industry in america was basically you'd wait half an hour for your food and it was usually wrong and it'd be served to you at your car by waitresses on roller skates. That all changed when Ray Kroc, who was a a travelling milkshake um, machine salesman, went to the McDonald's Brothers restaurant in San San Bernardino in California. He'd noticed that they'd created this system which actually did away with all that. First of all, you'd get your order in 30 seconds, not 30 minutes. It would be packaged and handed to you at the counter and you also got your order right so that completely turned everything on its head and that wasn't necessarily anything you know you're not going to get anyone from the government saying you've got to serve your food quicker and it's got to be this that and the other that that's that's just not going to happen they but they they spotted an opportunity for improvement and whether we like it or not now the fast food stroke convenience food industry around the world is modelled by and large on what those two brothers did in California. So it just goes to show how important it is to understand that as a business owner, you can you can affect change without it being an all singing, all dancing thing. You just have to get on and do it. A lot of people who who want to do this kind of thing but they don't really know how to go about it they kind of sometimes wait for the government to start saying yes this is what you should do or 
they look to others in their industry to do it. Now, <laughs> I've got a book actually from a charity shop a few months ago, and it's called Business for Punks. Now, it's from the owner of or the co-founder of Brewdog, which is a craft beer producer, and the guy's name is James Watt. And it's it's a fascinating book. I mean, the amount of hyperbole in this book is beyond anything I've seen previously, but it's an interesting read. It's It does make you think, and it, it is kind of... there's very much an irreverent tone in the book. And I'll just read you this passage from the book, which talks about looking at your own industry. And he says, you should look for inspiration everywhere. The only place you should never look is within your own industry. Screw what all the other clowns are doing. Ignore it. Blank it out. It is of no relevance or significance whatsoever. You don't want to follow the pack. You need to leave from the front. Go your own way and create your own trend. Looking what other people are doing in your industry is a replacement for thinking for yourself. It's also a surefire way to be, at best, second rate. Now, I kind of understand where he's coming from. I wouldn't necessarily put in that st- <laughs> that much stark language. But the point is, is that if everyone, if you're looking around, then you can guarantee that a lot of other people are looking around. And it's a bit like a bit like a party. When you get there and you don't know anyone, and everyone's looking around, and it's not really a party, it's just a lot of people looking very uncomfortable and nothing's happening. So... And it would usually take someone who's quite gregarious or maybe even the the party host themselves to get it going. And in this situation, in industry, what happens is you tend to get a lot of people looking around, thinking who's going to go first because they don't want to look like an idiot for sticking their head above the parapet. But if you do and you start flying with it, sure as eggs as eggs, others will follow. Of course, if you then go on, on your off on your own and you start getting it wrong, everyone will, will pretend that they didn't particularly want to follow you in the first place and uh, what an idiot, idiot you are. So it's very it, it it's a it's a difficult path to tread. Uh, and it's certainly not without risk. But I think the amount of rewards outweigh the potential downsides to doing that. I think when it comes to our business for certain, we We've always been a business which is not afraid to stick our heads above that parapet and to strike out on our on our own. And you know that's not for everyone. I completely get that. It it does it can attract quite a lot of criticism and naysayers and whatnot. Um, but after a while, you kind of get used to it and. Now we just don't even notice it because we're so focused on what we're doing that we don't really much really pay attention. But we were quite happy to do things differently. We are very much a case of this is a customer service first company where I mean, everyone says they put the customer first and they have great customer service and. Whilst that's true, to I think every company can improve. And with us, I thought we had great customer services until I looked a lot more closely. I thought, actually, there's there's a heck of a lot here we can change for the better. So that's what we started doing, and I'm glad we started doing it. The thing about being in business is just because you're awake at the wheel doesn't mean to say you're particularly alert. And what we 
always do at Mr. Sutter's. We we constantly look at things on, on, on how we can improve. And we're quite happy to be the company that's out there that's making the weather. And we don't do it because it's rubbing other people's noses in it. In fact, you know, we don't particularly pay much attention to what other companies are doing. We just do our own thing. And that's the one thing I always stress to people when they ask me for business advice. To be honest, you're better off doing your own thing. You can obviously take inspiration from various people. If that's from us, then fine. But slavishly following a company, trying to replicate it, is it's not really going to work because every every company owner is different. I mean, I, I speak to quite a few who are in a similar situation to us who are wanting to expand their geographical area. They want to get more staff in. They want to create a, a good booking system and get the admin sorted and all that. But it, it, it that this works for us because of who is in charge of our company. If I went into another company that was in the same industry, I'd probably struggle because every company is set up different and, if, and every company has different values. And that's not to say that those values are right or wrong. They're just different you really got to find what works for you but when you do go down your own path and you and you do strike out and you start to do things differently you can be in your own way a, a company which which sets the pace i would never decry anyone for trying to go where perhaps we've never gone before or or try to do things that that we do a lot of people get hung up on on that and they kind of get a bit jealous i think it, i think jealousy is just a massive waste of energy it's better to take inspiration from people to get jealous with them and a lot of companies that do set the pace they are remembered for setting the pace companies like uber mcdonald's body shop those kind of companies they are all household names they were the first ones in their field for our company we we take inspiration i mean i take inspiration from all sorts of companies and to be fair most of them are non-trade related so sometimes if we'll go shopping or we'll shop online and i see things and it's like i like that that's a that's a good idea we could translate that to, into our own business. And that's some of the things that I've seen and replicated in our business. And it's raised a few eyebrows. People have gone, what are you doing that for? Oh, they're just, you know, they're just being the big I am. It's not that at all. It's more a case of you want to expand your business, you want to grow your business. Because from, from my point of view, what I'd like to do as a company is to spread employment opportunities. I think one of the things I didn't understand before I started employing people was that actually it's quite rewarding. A lot of people see employment and employing people as a major headache just to be completely avoided at all costs. I don't see it like that. I actually see it as a really great opportunity to to help people to to understand people, to make a positive impact on their life, hopefully. Because, you know, if you're providing employment to someone, that person can then have the money to get, you know, a car or a house or go on a nice holiday or whatever they, whatever they choose to do with it. But that's, you know, for me going from a one-man band to being a company that has employees, I did that partly because... 
obviously I wanted to start going into different areas and with the best one in the world, I'm not going to be able to uh, cut myself in half and half me go to one side of the area and the other half me go to the other. But also what I noticed was that after I started employing people, I saw it as, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's a challenge. There are, there are, there are days when it's, you know, having staff brings its own challenges and we'll we'll talk about that in um, in podcasts to come, I'm sure. But it's by and large, it's a privilege. It's a privilege to be able to give people opportunities. And as a company, we are very much one of those that wants to set very high standards of customer care. So, for instance, picking the phone up, answering uh, emails promptly. Uh, making it a seamless process from beginning to end. The kind of thing which I would want if I was a customer seeking the services of a company. And it's so rare because what tends to happen is as a business owner, you kind of get you get your blinkers on and you don't see the things. You don't expect the same of your own company that you would expect of another company. A classic example is that, you know, if, if you're trying to get hold of someone, you have to ring them five times. It's like, this is ridiculous. But I know tradespeople happily ignore the phone five times, six, seven or eight times. So the, the, it's um, there's a bit of hypocrisy going on there. And we all do it. You know, I'm, 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 not, saying I'm not saying I'm perfect. But, but when it comes to customers getting in contact... Do it right, do it first time is is the motto that we have. And that, in a small way, that's, you know, there's nothing very flag-waving about that. It's a, it's a small change in the grand scheme of things. But a bit like the McDonald's thing, they weren't, they were still selling food at the end of the day. They were still selling hamburgers and milkshakes and fries. But the process by which that service was delivered that's the bit that revolutionised. It wasn't. It wasn't the. It wasn't the hamburgers and it wasn't the fries. It wasn't the milkshake or the coke or whatever it happened to be. It was about the way it was delivered, and that's what we're about as a company. And many companies are, don't get that. They don't see that the service that you provide isn't your USP, your unique selling point. There's plenty of companies out there that do plastering, there's plenty of companies out there that do paint and decorating, there's plenty of companies out there that do chimney sweeping. The difference is that the the standard of customer service among those different companies in those sectors is probably quite large because you certainly see it in, in trades, in professional services to a lesser extent, but you still see it. So this isn't this isn't a gripe at trades at all. You you still do see it in some professional companies, some some white collar companies where the customer service leaves a lot to be desired. So I feel like I've gone on a lot about customer service, but it's it's one of the things which yeah, the, the point is I'm trying to get at is that it doesn't need to be some massive left field curveball that you're chucking at people. It can be something very simple for being an agent for change. And th- that's just one of many things that we do at our company to basically make our customers come back time and time again and also get new customers and also have a positive impact on the local area and the world that we live in. So I hope that's given you some food for thought. I wasn't really quite sure where I was going to go with this podcast because it was a bit off the hoof. I was thinking about it on the way back from 
a meeting I was at earlier today and I just had, like I said, I had a um, a telephone interview with an undergraduate. So I suppose I've been forced into thinking, what do we do as a company which is different? And, and for us, it's been something which has been obvious, but not necessarily something that we've recognised. We've we've been awake at the wheel, but we've not been alert. So we are we have in the past few years been a lot more alert, and as a result, our business has grown. Thanks very much again for listening. If you're on Apple Podcasts, on Buzzsprout, if you're on Amazon Music, Spotify, give us a like and a subscribe and hopefully it will give you an alert when the next show is available. If you want to tweet us, we're at TEP Show. We've got a Facebook page, Trade Entrepreneur Podcast. And if you want to email me with your comments, my email address is david at trade-entrepreneur.co.uk. Thanks once again for tuning in. Have a great week and we'll catch you all again very soon.